Overdone, well done. Medium, medium rare. Rare. How do you like your test match teams? This is Cricket Only Better 197 with me, Ed Hawkins. We're trying to assess what sort of heat Australia and India are at for this Cobb special on the World Test Championship. Sam Collins, over to you. Supposedly the pinnacle of the, the test game, Hawkins, but it's uh, an afterthought for India and an appetizer of sorts um, for Australia. Who says the ICC don't know what they're doing? Well, I do. That's for one. Um, but who cares anyway, because we will find you the winners. And and as always, um, you know, who have we got with us? One man who's constantly at room temperature. It's uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. Hello, hello, and joined as ever by uh, by a sizzling uh, Richard Mann in his uh, in his cricket whites this afternoon, this evening, and this and tonight. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Uh, Richard Mann, how are you? I'm very well, Sam. Evening all. Evening all. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, Hawkins, uh, we're yeah. all present. Correct. What have we got on the show? We've got the World Test Championship final previewed right here for you. We've got the team news. We've got the pitch reports. We've got the strategies, the in-plays, the trades, and the players to follow. We've also got two matches in the blast. We're going to find the best picks for two games on the telly box. Lovely stuff. And breathe. Um, we've also got the uh, best bets and the five-point challenge to come as well. Um, let's start with the Ashes. I think we can safely say it's not been a great few days for England. Uh, Jack Leach is out, uh, an indifferent performance against Ireland, uh, and the result is a big drift on the Ashes outright. Uh, they're out to 2.42 on the Betfair Exchange, with Australia favourites at 2.1. The draw is 7.6. Uh, let's pick it apart a little. Uh, Hawkins, you first. Uh, yeah, I'll probably stick to bowlers, actually. I suspect Richard might talk about uh, the batting display, but. I think England should be concerned. Obviously, they've lost Leach. And although we can't, you know, throw the baby out of the bathwater just because he's gone, problems are beginning to mount for them. You cannot possibly tell me Ben Stokes is fit to bowl. James Anderson and Ollie Robinson at the moment, they keep saying they're going to be fit playing the first Ashes test. But Anderson's already said that he's not going to play in all five. And does anyone seriously believe that Mark Wood is going to play in all five as well? I suspect not. So there you got two tests at least where England are going to be hamstrung in terms of put, pitting out their best bowling team. Um, and they just don't have bowling reserve, really. I know Joss Tung's coming. He's taken five wickets. But England did struggle on that flat Lord's pitch in seconds innings against you know really poor Ireland batting team. Um, and it's just not looking very good for them, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, personally, I'm struggling to care too much about the absence of Jack Leach, but um, how big a loss is that and, and who replaces him? I think it's a, a big loss for two reasons. First, it completely messes up their best laid plans. I mean, I think probably the, the best part of Ben Stokes' captaincy for me has been his handling of Jack Leach. They've needed a spinner since Graham Swan retired. Joe didn't do a very good job at developing one. And in Leach, Stokes has backed him and, and he's become a consistent and serv serviceable performer. I don't think anyone's arguing he's Ravi Ashwin or Nathan Lyon, but he's done a pretty solid job. And he was he was almost a banker coming into the Ashes because Stokes has done such a good job with him. That's gone now. And I think it's double whammy because 
they could kind of get away with it in a five-man attack, bringing in a new spinner. But this is probably, as Ed said, going to be a four-man attack for much of the series. And when you haven't got a spinner you can bank on, suddenly the bowling stocks are looking threadbare. I agree with Ed, actually. There's some real concerns around the bowling. I thought they looked lifeless in the Ireland second innings. Badly missed Anderson, who, who isn't going to play all the games. Um, so I would be a little bit concerned about what's gone on this weekend. Um, and presumably even more concerned when you see uh, Moe and Ali uh, mentioned coming back in. Uh, average of 65 against Australia. Uh, hideous economy rate. I mean... Yeah, I, I just... I'm flabbergasted. It, it, look, at the time of recording for, for people who are tuning in, it seems that England's management have reached out to him and, and tried to get Moe to reconsider his, his red ball retirement, his test retirement. But as you've said, a guy who averages 64 against Australia, he'll be 36 in the middle of the first Ashes test. Do we really think now is the time in, at the end of his career that he's suddenly going to nail the Australians in a big Ashes series? I think not. He's been a terrific cricket for England, but I think his time is gone for the Ashes. I can't believe they're not looking elsewhere. Liam Dawson would be my pick. Um, very, very good cricket, 11 first-class hundreds as well. He was actually Joe's. Um, number one spinner in his first test as captain back in 2017. Um, but he's not an attacking option. And for that reason, I don't think he'll, he'll be a Stokes picked. Perhaps they'll go for Adil Rashid, try and coax him out of retirement. Um, Yorkshire members are saying apparently he's injured because he's not appeared in the blast, but I'm not so sure he looked fit enough in the IPL. So that could be a real ball to Adil Rashid. Joe Root's captaincy feels such a mercifully long time ago. Um, right, is that Paul Krishnamurti, is that odds movement uh, more like it for you on England? You've consistently said um, they're a team, team to take on as favourites because they get bigger across the markets. Yeah, I I think, you know, it's hard to argue with, I mean, the gods have summed it up and those problems up perfectly. Um, and I do hugely respect Australia and we'll get into that with the uh, test final. All I would say is, can you believe that a team with their record over the last year is the outsiders for a test series? That does seem somewhat illogical. You know, re regarding my sort of critique of England, being against them paid major dividends 2021, 2022. But the last year has been a nightmare. You know, they have delivered again and again and again. So... I would just have Australia favourites, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't be landing with them. Okay, um, Richard Mann, um, bonkers for you last week that um, Brooke Root Bearstead didn't get more batting time. Absolutely bonkers. I, Brooke needs some form after a horror show in the IPL. I can't believe they didn't let him bat bat for another hour to try and get some touch. Bearstead needs game time after so long out of the game. I thought that was. Really poor decision from Stokes. It, it stunk of me, actually, of a little bit of ego coming through. Look, we can hammer Ireland when we want, so we're going to hammer them. But what about the big picture? They certainly weren't thinking big picture. And I could see a, a scenario where England are maybe 1-0 down in the series and suddenly we're saying, oh, this middle order just needs a bit of time, a bit of form, and will come good. But they had that chance against Ireland and the, they opted to declare there was no need to declare that early. Okay, wise words from Richard Mann. Um, thank you very much. The ultimate Ashes preview will be in uh, Cobb 198, by the way, so do tune in next week for that. There's loads of content coming on betting.betfair this week too. Plus, we should have some very exciting news uh, next week about a cricketing uh, superstar uh, joining the Cobb for analysis and expert opinion. Um, 
How about that, eh? Uh, staying with the Ashes theme, let's go over to our friend Edward Hawkins for a lowdown on Australia versus India in the World Test Championship final. Yep, Tarp. India versus Australia or Australia versus India, whatever way you want to put it. It starts on Wednesday from the Oval, Betfair Exchange, Australia 2.04, India 2.96 and the draw 5.7. I'll give you some teams. I think they'll line up. Um, Australia, Kawaja, Warner, Labuschagne, Smith, Head, Green, Carey, Cummins, Stark, Boland and Lyon. I'd like to see Michael Nisa get the game at some point during this summer. I think he could have a big say in matters. Uh, India, Rohit Gill got opening the batting. Pujara, Kohli, Rahane coming in. Barat might get the gloves ahead of Ishan Kishan. Uh, Jadeja Thakur, Shami Siraj and Umesh. There's no KL Rahul or Shreyas R. They'd be uh, first choice picks, but they've got injuries. A pitch for you. Two scores of more than 300 in first class cricket. All out, all innings this season. Two scores of more than 50, 350 rather. Last four tests, all innings. India won there in 2021 with Rohit making 1-2-7. Okay, um, Richard Mann, how on earth do you propose we make sense of this one, um, given both teams are so hideously underprepared? Yeah, it certainly makes things tricky, doesn't it? Listening to Ricky Ponting earlier, actually, and he thinks India are an advantage because although they're underprepared in terms of red ball cricket, they've been playing competitive IPL cricket, that that may be a good case in point with the batsman. I'm not sure about the bowlers. I think Australia's seamers have had a good prep in Australia, getting the loads up, preparing hard with the red ball. And I expect Cummings and Boland to bowl really well, particularly in that if, they, if they're bowling first in the first session. India's seamers, you know, I mean, Shami, for instance, it was only a week ago, he was playing in the IPL final in a, with a white ball. He can't have done a lot of red ball preparation. And I think it's with the ball where India might really get caught out in terms of being underprepared. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti, last uh, World Test Championship final a year ago, seems such a short while. Um, we called absolutely bang on with the Kiwis thumping India in Southampton. Um, do we think same again? Uh, you know, India getting thumped wise. Um, you know, Kiwis were not so underdone, obviously, not overdone, but but done uh, to continue the theme which um, Hawkins has perhaps saddled us with. I'm so sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it'll be the same again. I th- I'm all over Australia for this match. Uh, I don't think, I think which might be, the bowlers will be well prepared at home. They've got four players in county cricket. Um, I don't think, I think Australia will be very well motivated to take this a lot more seriously than India have done. As we said, it's a second order uh, ambition for them, this. Uh, and look at the bigger picture. I mean, they've been outstanding of late, home and away. Even when they lost to India, they did so in impossible conditions on impossible pitches, full on. Right? They thrashed England and South Africa at home. They won in Pakistan. Um, and then you look at India's problems. I mean, uh, you mentioned uh, Rahul and Shreyas Iyer, two top first choice players are missing. But that's also on top of Rishabh Pan, who would normally be there, and Jasper Brummer, who has been pivotal to their good results away from home in recent years. So, um, no, I think Australia got a major advantage here. Can't see it being a draw. So even money looks absolutely cracking bad. Okay, wonderful irony in Australia making more use of the counted championship than, than England. Um, Hawkins, a quick word on India um, in the first tests of away series. I think we know where this one's going. Yeah, well, they take a time to get um, done or even close to done. They're consistently underdone. 
to continue the theme, Sam, uh, to tie ourselves in knots uh, away from home in the last 17 first, first tests away from home. They've won six. Also remember uh, they warmed up nicely in that series against England in 2021. Eventually that World Test Championship final was a bit of a warm-up for them and they drew the first test against England, I think, and then they went on to dominate them. Then they came back in 2022 and decided not to play the final test uh, when England were on their knees. And that was a first test, so to speak, when they weren't done. Uh, and they were they were beaten. Uh, England chased one in the fourth innings, of course, and England were a completely different side. So uh, I think we can take home that India take a while to get to warmed up. Okay. Talking of done, uh, let's move on to trades, strategies and in plays. Uh, sounds like we're moving towards a, a lay of the draw um, if the odds play ball. Uh, but let's go to Richard Mann and then to um, our friend Paul Krishnamurti. Well, well, I'm really excited to get Paul's take on the runs, actually. The Oval's been really interesting this year in the county championship because we haven't had a score over 400, but yet those three county championship matches were, were played between April and May. So what sort of surface we'll get, I'm not too sure. When South Africa toured last summer, it was a tough place to bat and they were rolled out cheaply, as were England actually in their first innings. Um, but this is a World Test Championship final and we expect a better pick. So it's a wait and see for me in terms of the pick. I'd like to see the overheads on Wednesday morning, what the pitch looks like. One thing we do that know, though, the Ovals played really quick this year. And I think if Australia were to bowl first against that underprepared Indian top order, green pitch, overhead conditions, well, I'd be short in runs and I'd be keen to, you can quite often get a mark at how many wickets in the first session. I'd be playing over 2.5. I think I think it could be tough work for India. I think Cummins and Boland, they'll be, they'll be bang on it in helpful conditions. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, yeah, I agree very much with that about the um, if, if Australia bowled first, that's my ideal scenario too. Um, I wonder though, once again, will the runs be set too high? I mean, I know those recent results haven't seen many runs at the Oval, but historically it is a place for runs. And you saw this last week, we talked about what would Ireland be back in first. As it turned out, 225 was part, which I didn't get anywhere near in the good bowling conditions. So I wonder here, you know, if India do back first, you might be able to get odds on about laying 250. And I think that, so I think I'd probably be looking there to be taking really big odds about 200 or less, maybe four to one. And then in running, set an order, say 25, 50 points above par odds on like 300. So it's lay 250, 200, and then set an order to lay 300. But um, just carried on with the runs. Notable that pitches get pitches last at the Oval. And batting often gets better. And I think that this will be a theme all summer. It might well be coming a trend in England. Um, so I could very much be convinced into uh, just going overs on the third innings runs, whoever bats first. OK. Um, Hawkins, players to follow, please. Uh, yeah, OK, let's start with Australia. We're going to top Australia. First innings run scorer, Usman Khawaja, has got an incredible even-money record. Eight wins in his last 16. He's 100-30 to 30 with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, should be even money, but of course won't be. Steve Smith did go off even money in the last Ashes test played at the Oval following that incredible uh, summer he had. But uh, guess what? He's got one win in 17, so 13-5 to five is no good. Ahead, four wins in 17. 
is a four to one option for your Betfair Sportsbook. And we've got Labuschagne with first class form rather than win rate. He's got a couple of ton- tons for Glamorgan. He's three to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, moving on to India. Well, Chet Pajara, Pajara is standout because he's got three first class centuries and is really tuned up nicely. He's the one India player who is considered to be very much prepared for this match. Um, so keep an eye on him. Six to four. First innings, 50, 15 to two. First innings, ton. Virat Kohli boosted to three to one. Four wins from 17, no value. Um, Ishan and Gill uh, would like to see both play, maybe shorten their runs. Richard Mann might talk about that in a bit. Warner unders, 24.5, with five to six with Betfair Sportsbook as well. Needs a score to keep his place. Okay, um, I'll start Richard Mann off with a short on Gill's runs available at 25.5 with Sportsbook at five to six. Yeah, I'd be all for that if India bat first and I think conditions are bowler friendly. Um, I'll start with Australia though. Two players really on my mind this week. I think Pat Cummins is a perfect bowler for the Oval. We mentioned the South Africa test here last year. Ollie Robinson, seven wickets in the match. And it's always been tall seam bowlers, not necessarily swing bowlers, but seam bowlers who do well at the Oval. I think Glenn McGrath, Steve Hampson had a really good record here. And I think Cummins, that, that big tall giant of a man, he's got an advantage over Stark and Boland who were shorter and skiddier. Stark's more of a swing bowler. So I think Cummins will be the man for Australia and I'd like a bit of him in the man of the match market. I do think Australia worthy favourites. I think Labashane Ed's made a point. He's in a pretty good Australian field now, so I, I won't be taking on Kawaji. I won't be taking on Smith. But I'll have five to one about Labashir making a first innings ton. I mean, he, he's just looked so good for, for Glamorgan. I'd prefer to go that way. And then the, my final doubt in the man of the match market, I'm going to put Rohit up, Rohit Sharma at 14 to one. I, I'm less... I think India are deserved second favourites here, but I think if they're going to win the game, it'll probably be because of Rowe. He made a brilliant 100 here at the at the Oval against England in the aforementioned series. He was man of the match in that game, of course. He's got four uh, ODI 50s on this ground. I just think he's a fantastic Test match opener nowadays. Probably the best Test match opener in the world. I know his form wasn't great in the IPL, but I think if you can get in... He tends to go big, and I just start 14 to 1. I think he's the main man for India this week with no Jasper Bummer, so I can't leave him going back. Okay, uh, Paul, who'd you like? Well, um, I also have a Labashane ton at 5 to 1, shortlisted as a spot on good call. Um, in fact, quite a few of Australia, two Australians catch the eye there. I think 9 to 2 of our Smith isn't the worst bet in the world, and even 14 to 1, Alex Carey. Um, but two big prices stand, or three, but I'm not sure the other one will play. So for top India bat, 33 is Ashwin, and we don't think will play. But 50 to 1 shard of the court, that's an insane price. He made two fifties on this ground last time. And, you know, there's a very, as we said, it's quite a reasonable chance to be bowled out cheaply. So top value there. And um, Scott Bowling, 33 to 1 man in the match. Wouldn't have as one of the favours, but that's a crazy price about a situation about Australia in front of Okay. Uh, any other business uh, before I uh, call this? Uh, Richard Manor, Paul Krishnamurti? No, I'm done. Hold Good. on. Cool. Right. We're out. Good. Okay. Lovely stuff. Uh, Five-point challenge still to come, guys, of course, uh, and the best bets from the games we're covering at the end of the show. So stick around for the value. 
In sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the half-time break. Time for a breather, a reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important half-time break. Or deposit limits to help you keep count. Manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18 plus begambleaware.org. Let's keep going. It's blast-off time. A couple of TV games to cover this week. Um, over to Hawkins for some uh, news on the first one. Yeah, Middlesex versus Sussex is on telly. Sky Sports on Thursday from 18.15 UK time. Bet for exchange. Oh, well, hoping to get 1.65 on Sussex, but probably won't. Middlesex have lost all six this term at the time of recording and their last four in 2022. So they're on some sort of disastrous run. Middlesex lining up something like this. Eskenazi, Cracknell, Peter Milan, Holden Higgins, uh, Josta Keres, that's Mike Atherton's son, who's a first-class batter, shouldn't be uh, in the middle order, on form so far as starting his career, of course, so a bit early to call it. But Davis, Holman, Cullen and Wallavatiet finishing off. Sussex have lost four out of five, uh, so they're not a huge uh, fancy either. But Tom Clark, Haynes, Alsop, Papara, Shadab Khan, who's a specialist, of course, Burgess Coles, Nathan McAndrew, Hudson Prentice, Tymel Mills and Crocombe. Uh, completing your lineup, uh, Mills, Shadab, uh, Bapara, uh, standing out. Lord's pitch for you. Well, we mentioned this on the sh- on the show a few weeks ago. How there was a hell of a lot of runs when Middlesex and Surrey met. Uh, six of the last fourteen won seventy or more in first innings, but four of those were Middlesex Surrey games. Middlesex are conceding nine point eight and over, and Sussex nine point one. With the bat, they're both scoring at eight and over. I'm not quite sure what that tells us. Thanks, Hawkins. Sensual statting, as always. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, real conundrum uh, when faced with such data, uh, which contradicts itself at every turn, seemingly. How do you play innings runs? Because I suspect uh, you'd want to be unders. No, I don't think I would. I mean, we're looking at advanced weather forecasts here, but it looks like the sun's going to stay out again. I think we'll probably get good batting conditions. But I think because they're both struggling, I think that the par will be set quite low. The run line will be set low. It might even be sub 170. I mean, I was talking about the test cricket lines always being too high, right? I think in T20, it's the other way around. We saw this last week again in the Roses match where we were all saying pars 200, 210. Went up at 180, 185, um, an easily one. Uh, so I think they'll set about 165. I'd also add that when two teams are basically out of the competition, they've got nothing to play for. Is that a situation where they back more aggressively when the bowlers don't run in quite as hard? You know, uh, so yeah, I would be up for going overs here and I would look more at Sussex. They look, they're better. I think their results are better and they've got, they look more capable of a big total. So I've been sitting there 175, 180 plus. Richard Mann, why are Middlesex so bad? Um, do you chance them here at big numbers? Um, raise some, shed some light on, on, on all things Middlesex. No, I won't be playing them. I, I they just can't put the complete performance together. They've batted well on occasions and 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 then bowled badly and then vice versa. Toby Rowland Jones is back now, but he went for a, a truckload on his comeback. But we know he's a he's a very good bowler. I think he'll strengthen the bowling attack. 
Um, but I'm, I just think the batting's weak. I mean, they only made one scarf 200 in the competition. That was against Glamorgan, and that was one of the, one of the smallest grounds I've ever seen. Glamorgan made something like 500 batting first. Uh, so I don't think Middlesex's batting is up to this at all. Um, but I wouldn't be mad keen on lumping on Sussex either. I think these are two pretty poor teams. Okay. Um, Hawkins, anything on the players' front? Just shut up. He might be a wrong price for Betfair Sportsbook. He's backed up the order and they might not have spotted that and just take on Middlesex for death innings runs because Tom Mills being in this Sussex team and very unsure about that Middlesex middle lower order. Okay. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, do you want to finish this one off? You may not have anything to add, of course. No, I'll be eagle-eyed on the price of Shadab. Good, good shout, Ed. A couple more, though, in the... I could see Sussex struggling here. I mean, Ravi Papara's going off favourite in their top batsman market. I just... I mean, the, the guy's about 55, isn't he, now? Um, <laughs> look, no, he's playing well, but I'd, I'd prefer to take a dart down the order. Nathan McCandrew's in there. We know from the um, Big Bash, he can hit it a long way. He's been going off plus 25s. And George Garton hasn't played every game... But he made a nice little cameo there the other week. He's been going off 50s plus. They're buying at eight and nine. I could see a scenario where one of them cops in the next few weeks. So I'll probably take a little bit of those to small to small stakes. Okay, just, cool. Just to, add, just to add something here, yeah. Um, so the odds aren't out yet. But I am beginning, I'm, I need to do a bit more research into the wider thing here. But I think that death bowlers are, are overpriced. I think that there's a general tendency in all of these T20 leagues for the death bowlers to be overpriced. So I was just looking through in this situation at their career strike rates, and you would definitely go for Tyrell Mills and Thomas Hell. So if you can get, I think, 11 to 4, about even then, that'd be a good solid bet. Okay. Um, no more thoughts burning holes in your subconscious, fellas. Okay, right. We're moving on. Um, staying with the blast, you'll be you'll be thrilled to hear. Um, I'm handing straight back to my friend Hawkins um, for Derbyshire versus Nottinghamshire, which is uh, live on Sky Sports um, on Friday evening at six fifteen p.m. Yep, Derbyshire should be significant outsiders. Probably two point five on Betfred Exchange. Two wins in six for them. Knots four and seven at the time. We're recording, they may line up like this. Derbyshire, Lewis Rees, Hyder Ali, Tom Wood, Madsen, Depoy, Guest, McKinnon, Chapel, Watts, Scrimshaw and Zaman Khan. All these boys are uh, on Richard Mann's wall, I think. Uh, some of his favourite players. Knotts, Joe Clark, Hales, Monroe, Montgomery, Moores, Mullaney, James, Samet, Afridi, that's Shaheen Afridi, Carter, McCurr. Knotts, one by four wickets on the head-to-head, chasing 179. He did so in 17 overs. Uh, both teams are very expensive with the ball. Knotts 9.3 and Derbyshire 9.2, but not scored 9.2 with the bat. Okay, that looks like the angle. Um, any hint on playing over 180 on on Knotts batting first, Paul? Um, will the market be wise to that? Well, um, again, referring to the previous game, I don't, I don't necessarily think it will be. I, I think we've seen this again and again on grounds that the market is reluctant to set a par, par above, say, 180, 185. And also, if you look at this ground, there hasn't been a 180 yet this season. That's another reason it might be under. There's only been one 200 plus in 14. Um, there's only been 15 sixes in one out of 14. So it's not really primed for a big score that ground. Uh, so I reckon that you probably will be able to get odds again to maybe 2.2, 2.3, about uh, 180 plus. And why not? Because that's just an amazing size. That's a, that they look class above. Yes. 
Okay, uh, Richard Mann, do you love this uh, Derbyshire team as much as Hawkins suggests, and will you be backing them? I'd probably leave them alone against Knotts, but they're a better side than they've shown this season. Push Knotts close, push Lancashire close. They always go for a big price, but I think they might just be out-muscled against Knotts here. It'll look very strong. Okay, and which of these home players would you pick on the market? Spoilt for choice, um, Madsen perhaps, top scored in there, Dad. Yeah, he's flying where Madsen is up to nearly 400 runs, but his price reflects that now. He's going off at two to one. Uh, Lewis deploys. I'm another big fan of his, but he's batting down the order number six and he's horribly out of form. But Lewis Reese, who opens the batting mid 50 odd against knots in the reverse fixture, he's going off around four to one. Now he's he's had a couple of blobs in the last last few games, but he's a better player than that. He will open the batting um, and at the prices, I'll, I'll probably go for him. Right. Okay. Good news, bad news now. Um, Bad news is that's the end of the the main part of the show. The good news is it's time for the five-point challenge. And for the best bets, um, over to our friend Hawkins, who has the skinny. Yeah, something else is over. Is Eddie Rivers' run, his four-week stint as the five-point challenger is over. But we've got a returning champion at Tips Punting. Following on Twitter, returns after Gil won top IPL bat. So a big win for him. So he's coming back for his second week. He has got five points to spend if he gets a profit. He's back next week. If you want to be the challenger, give us a follow at Cricket Betting. Send us a message and we'll sort it out. Uh, Richard and Paul coming up with their five points to spend in a second. But tips punting goes for five units all on the World Test Championship final. Two of them, Shami, top India bowler. First innings, two to one, a bet fair sportsbook. One unit on Pajara, first innings 50 at that six to four. Also with Sportsbook and all a first wicket. This will be in play around about under 28.5, 29.5 at five to six with bet five to six with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, please. And then Richard Mann with your five points. Easy. Five points Australia to win this oh. World Test final at even money. Savage. Right, I'll kick off then. World Test Final as well. I'm going to have one point minus Labuschagne to make a first inning century at five to one. And then one point each, Pat Cummins and Rohit Sharma in the man of the match market, eight to one and 14 to one respectively. That leaves me a full point left. I'm going to split stakes, half a unit each, George Garton and Nathan McAndrew, um, top Sussex batsman against Middlesex. Uh, and sorry, one more left, haven't I? One point, Lewis Reese, top Derbyshire bats when they face Nottinghamshire on Friday. Thank you very much, guys. All done for your Cobb 197. Join us next week for that ultimate betting guide to the ashes. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.